Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you could continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right. All right, Hello queen. And welcome to Let's dive this on into today's topic. Podcast. I'm so excited to have a guest on with me today. You know how excited I get about guests because you know from the first season I was holding it down by myself and I learned it's a little bit more entertaining when you have other people to come on. So let me first preface by saying this guest, I heard from him on Clubhouse and of course the preface was, hey, you should get connected with this person because there's a velvet voice of clubhouse too. And I'm like, who are you talking about? And then he opened up his mic and I was like, well, I be dang. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) And from there, we have just been in similar rooms together, sharing great information and knowledge. And what I can say about this gentleman is that he truly is authentic. He gives from the heart and he truly cares about the people who cross his path. So please, virtually welcome me and asking and bringing to the stage Mr. Nathaniel Brown. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to a very, very authentic and powerful conversation. See guys, I just, I almost forgot my next statement because as soon as you start talking, you just have no option but to listen. And that is another great thing about Nathaniel is that when he speaks, he is very captivating and holds your attention. And he always has some great nuggets to drop. So you may want to have some pen and paper this episode because he is going to bring the knowledge. So Nathaniel, please tell us about your business and what is the why behind it? So I I started a company called This Functional Life and Wellness, T-H-I-S hyphen functional life and wellness. And I started the business more so because I was getting into personal training. Um, I had been a personal training, training personal trainer for a while. And um, I watched sort of how the process of things go in the gym. And it's, it's less about the client and more about the trainer. Um, and same thing happened in the personal development world. I was listening to a lot of people come out and want to be a coach and all this other stuff. But then I realized that they talk too much. So how are you helping anybody if you're doing all of the talking and something, you know, it felt like something else needed to be in the mix and the listening factor needed to be in the mix. There wasn't a, a, uh, an intention towards listening for the purpose of getting real context and then not just spilling out all of my information, but more so finding what categories of information I need to be bringing. How do I transition people from the thought process into a more free way of thinking or a different perspective that sort of opens them up to different solutions? So I started the company for that very purpose. I saw that there was a need for more listening and more a level of empathy. Um, I'm not I don't call myself an empath per se, but we all possess empathetic nature. And I wanted to bring that list that empathy into listening. So I started the business solely for the purpose of having an opening up a space for people to be able to share without judgment and then be listened to 
to be responded to and not reacted to. So yeah, that's that's the, the basic basicness of the business. But my why is simply this. I use my experiences, my stories to shift people from the paradigms and belief systems that they were in into the desires of their lives and things of that nature. So I just use my stories to shift people's life. And then my belief is that when you change your perspective, you change your story. And when you change your story, you change your life because there's really no other author other than yourself. You're writing the story every day and you don't even know it. And a lot of it is based on the stories you've been telling yourself. So you're orating your own narratives all the time. I absolutely love that because you're right. You know, we see the highlight reels on social media and it's just the person who is the expert is just talking, 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 and kind of in a sense, delegating advice more as offering advice and really truly listening to the needs of the person. And that's why I feel it's so important that we help people to know that they feel seen, heard, and valued because at the true essence of humanity, that's what we desire. But so often we don't give it to each other. So how has that helped you in really listening more to transform the lives of those that you end up coming across? Oh, listening is important. The reason why it's so important is because there's something about the subconscious mind that most people most overlook. And we know the subconscious mind runs 95% of our everyday life. You know, it's why you can go be in the car and be plucking your eyelashes while you're still driving the car because the subconscious mind is in control of the programs that are running so that you don't injure yourself in, in whatever way. However, the subconscious mind is also doing something else that's very important to understand. The subconscious mind is always communicating. It is always talking. And if you're listening, the programs are always telling you what's going on. So I do something called the subconscious release technique, which is it's an emotional healing technique where I invite people into a space and I, you know, Zoom call, whatever. I can do it over the phone, whatever. And we have a conversation and I'm asking, you know, I might ask some questions. So I might open up with, so tell me about yourself. And when I say, tell me about yourself, the subconscious is the one that raises its hand to start talking because I know that your identity of self is, is this, is your behaviors. Most of us, and I love Marshall Goldsmith says this, he said, most of us has a, have a pile of behaviors that we call me. And I know that when I ask the question about self, tell me about yourself. I know that the answer I'm going to get is going to be the programs that the subconscious mind has been running and the pro the subconscious is going to tell me how well it's been running these programs. So when I, I so how, tell me about yourself and all this stuff just starts coming out I'm like, Ooh, there's a program. And then, then it'll be coupled with a conscious question. Well, I don't really know why this keeps happening to me, but however, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. Go keep, tell me more. I don't even know why this has happened to me and something else happened. And like, it's just spouting up all this stuff. And it's like the water hose effect, you know, the water, I call it the water hose effect in the summertime, you turn that water hose on and it starts to sputter a little bit. So you'll get all the junk, all the stuff Mm -hmm. that's in there. It has to, before you can get a good flow, you got to get the stuff that's concerning, right? The stuff that needs to be sifted through the word concern is considerne. It's a, it's a Latin word. It's a compound Latin word to be with the sifting. So to be within the sifting. So the water has to sift out all the stuff. So the sediment, 
the the taste of the hose being baked in the sun, all the dirt and bugs and stuff that's that's crawled up in there for shelter. That water has to move that stuff out the way. So the subconscious mind shows you all the programs it's been running to keep itself safe first. And that's the stuff that becomes the blocks for the flow. So what I have learned to do is listen so intently and I can name, like when someone's talking to me, I can literally say, oh, there's a program. And, and then they'll tell me that this, they don't understand why this keeps happening. I said, because you're on a program, but it's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that later. And I find a way to not accuse them, but challenge them in a way that keeps the victim out of the room. The word challenge literally means to be an accuser. If you actually look the word up, it means to accuse. You have to decide what you're willing to be accused of, though. Are you wanting to be accused by life as being a victim because that will be the life you live? Or will you be willing to be challenged to be the victor? And you get to choose which one that is. And the challenge that I offer is to move from victim to victor. So that's how I engage listening in that manner. That was a lot right there because it's so true. And I think sometimes too, and Nathaniel, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that in society, we don't give people permission to really slow down and be really intentional to look on the inside. We're basically told to hustle, hustle, grind, keep moving, keep moving, keep pushing, keep pushing. And so we just keep stuffing and stuffing and stuffing. And as you said, all these layers just continue to pile up onto each other until one episode causes it all to just fall apart. Exactly. Something happens to trigger a... Stress happens to trigger a necessity for flow. That's what I want your listeners to understand. Stress happens to trigger a necessity for flow where you are stressed and blocked means that you can't block something that's not wanting to move. Otherwise, it's not blocked. It's frozen. When something wants to move, something wants to flow and stress comes to initiate that process. It's the turning of the knob. So the valve opens up to push the air and the junk and the dirt out the hose so you can have a proper flow to quench your thirst. You are that space, that thirst quencher for someone, your experiences, all those things matter, but you've got to be willing. You got to know exactly what you have. You got to know exactly who you are and why you are and how you will serve in that moment so that you know that you're not putting sediment in the room, but you're actually in flow because we hear that statement all the time, but this is what it really means. It means that you're, you've gone through the process of being triggered by stress to be in the flow state so someone can drink from your well and not get sick exactly because we we, we're i think a lot of times too we're afraid of what's unfamiliar Uh what's going to cause us to be uncomfortable but Uh also as a perceived failure absolutely absolutely but if we give ourselves space to embrace all of that Mm-hmm. We can turn what may seem as a negative, which is stress, because it is said that stress is healthy, limited amounts of it. Of course. But we allow it to build up to a point that it's chronic stress. Right. And yep. now we don't know how to deal with it. Right. So what is one way for someone to really evaluate how healthy the stress in their life is so they can use it appropriately? It's a matter of what what is the stress coming to? If the stress is coming to finances, then your finances need to be addressed. If the stress is coming to your diet, then your diet needs to be addressed. And you're always communicating what you're stressed about because the subconscious mind is always communicating. So you'll hear it like this. Oh, my God, I got to get this together. 
it, that, that's the stress, right? The, oh my God. The, the, the deep breath, it's, it's, it's teaching you to take a deep breath and consider what needs to be addressed. Otherwise, you're in the program. And breathing, conscious breathing, requires that you pay attention to the space between inhales and exhales. So when you make that space expanded and you understand what the real transaction is happening here, it's not just oxygen being transacted for carbon dioxide. It's not just that. You're, you're, you're actually pulling in energy from the planet, from the cosmos, and then you're actually feeding energy back into the cosmos. So the trees have something to breathe in as well. So like it's, it's, it's like you're an extension of the lungs of the, of the planet. So it's not just breathing. Now you take, take a beat, like hold the breath for a second. Just a pause in the, the, the program. I don't understand. I got to all that right there. That's the stress. Oh my gosh, my weight is out. Oh my gosh, my, my, my diet is out of whack. Oh my God, I, I don't have any time. I don't have time to do this. I'm doing multiple things at a time. All right, that's a, that's a form of, of stress because you're stressing out because you're unproductive. You're busy, but you're not productive. Uh, that kind of stress comes for the purpose of allowing organization to flow. So each stress comes to ask a question. And if you're willing to sit with it, there is a question in it. Um, Michael, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Beckwith, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, he says, in, within each question, uh, behind each question is an answer trying to reveal itself. So when we have these stress, stressful moments, peace is looking to be revealed. And if we'll be willing to be okay with the stress, Nothing happens without stress. Understand that nothing launches without a level of tension or resistance. You need stress to build strength. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. You're wasting time. The reason why uh, guys who are muscle bound get that way is not just because of the products they put in their body. It's because they're willing to put themselves under immense levels of stress and the body responds to the stress because they didn't whimper underneath it. They came forward like, okay, give me the stress and I'll grow beyond it. And that's what, that's how I, I approach that whole stressful thing. I absolutely love that. I kind of look at it too, is that we forget that we have to go through pressure to grow. And absolutely. that's where the uncomfortableness comes from is just to help us to grow. When so, we stay comfortable, we're staying stuck. Then we stay stagnant. Now we get frustrated. Right, because right. we haven't taken that next step of action right. to really allow that pressure to happen. It's right. just like with a diamond. A diamond didn't start out that way. It started out a piece of rock. But then they had to go through the fire, the trial, the testing, the That's pressure to get to where it is. Yeah. So I think one of the things we have to also focus on is get, giving people that access to give themselves permission Absolutely. to go through that. And so kind of tell me, like, when you do your uh, practices with your clients, how do they feel when you give them the authority to hold that space for themselves? Oh, some, so uncomfortable. Most of, most of the time they're uncomfortable because they've been running on autopilot so long that they haven't taken the beat to realize that there's a manual button here that they can press. And if they press the manual button, they can now take control and it also requires them to take responsibility because running on autopilot, they have been able and been 
invited to blame everything else outside of them for why they have been way that where they have been why the experiences that they've been experiencing have been happened it's been easy because they've been able to point the finger i i, I was talking to my son this morning six seven years old and uh I, I was like have you eaten anything he wanted to eat one of these little chocolate mints i was like no sir you, you need to eat some food first and then you can have you know, the chocolate, you know, the, the chocolate honey men or whatever he wanted to eat. I said, look, responsibility before recreation. There's a process here. And I, and then I told him a statement. I said, here's the deal. This is, this is going to take you a long way here because he left the bowl that he had eaten the day before in the sink. And he was going to go in the cupboard and get another bowl. I said, no, 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 no. You're going to wash this bowl. You're going to clean this up. You're going to take responsibility for your diet in this moment, you're going to eat some food and then you can have that. And I said, the reason this, and he, you know, he's seven. So he's like, Oh, you know, said, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And I said, here's the deal. Hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy times make weak men and weak men make hard times. It's not about the fact that you're, you can't lift enough weight that makes you weak. It's about the amount of responsibility you're unwilling to take on to make work hard for someone else. So now it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a deep concept, but when strong men forego easy times and they make sure they can replicate what forged them in the fire, that right there, that space that they're willing to open up for someone to process and really have to consider themselves, that's what I do in my, in my sessions. I ask the questions. And then when they go into ambiguous blaming, like, well, you know, you can't do that. No, who can't do that? I, I, I can't do that. Let's take some personal responsibility. So I make them take responsibility for their programs. I said, it's your program. You wrote the story. The reason why you're experiencing it, because you wrote it. So are you willing to live this any longer? Can you afford to stay in this narrative any longer? It has robbed you of everything so far. Is it really affordable to stay here? Once you bring the cost in the space, like this has cost me the last 25 years of my life. Hell no, I can't afford to stay here. Right. I can't. So now we've got responsibility on the table and they've been given a safe space to take that responsibility. And then we start going through the programs and we start going through the emotions that they have been having in relation to the program, because the, the emotions are help, helping to dictate the experiences. All of those electro, electrical, ma, electromagnetic uh, uh, pulls and, and shifts are helping kind of form life. Every one billionth of a second, you're on a timeline of trajectory towards an outcome. Every one billionth of a second. So let's make this one count. So we open up that space and we get really, 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 you know, vulnerable in those spaces. And the transformations, oh my gosh, like a lot of them have been within 24 to 48 hours. Literally. Awesome. I, I had a young lady who had called me for financial. She's like, I can't understand this financial thing. I just keep finding these, these issues. And I started listening and she had something she said, so tell me about how you grew up. And something about her in fi at five years old, the statement from her parents came out of her mouth. And I was like, bingo, we've got the program. There's your money block right there. Someone told you that this meant that and you believed it. So it is your responsibility, not your fault, 
but it is your responsibility. And once we bring that program to the front and we're able to help her breathe through the program fully, breathe through all of the emotions fully, release all the blocks, release all the negativity and embrace the positive emotions that are, are, are in, um, in alignment with what she wants to experience in life. And then we fill that space up with another program. The issue with the subconscious is that it's always looking for input. So whatever you put there, it will give you fruit back. It's a field, it'll, it'll grow whatever you plant. So the idea is you plant another seed in that space. Otherwise, the other negative stuff will occupy it, right? So that's what we do. We literally, it's, it's agriculture for the mind. Absolutely. And it also brings to mind that not only do you have to replace what you took out, you have to be willing to go through the steps to make it consistent. Because I was saying that to a client too, because she's like, oh, well, I, I don't know why I keep saying, you know, overcomplicating and saying, I'm sorry for things. And it's like, it's because you are now used to that. So now it's an automated response. Mm-hmm. You have to get past the fear of what someone may or may not do right. once you actually commit to sticking to your boundary. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you said it right there. You got to make that boundary there and make it double-sided. I, I tell a lot of my empaths is that you got to set up some no trespassing signs and it needs to be written on both sides. It's not just that you don't want other people to come into your space. You've got to be willing to, to, to hold that line to say, I won't cross over into other spaces so that there isn't this bleed over. Set the boundary, do the work. It's, it's, it's intentional work. I get, when I give them a, 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 a program to fill into that space, I, 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 it comes with a, with a, a disciplinary command, if you will, a, a dictatorial command that this must be done every day when you're waking up and when you're going to sleep and anytime you feel like you want to anytime during the middle of the day, but those particular times waking up and going to sleep when you're in that hypnagogic state and coming out of that, that those, those brain waves in and out of those brain waves, you want to make sure you're writing programs during those times because they're going to dictate a lot. You've got to set up some systems in your life so that you're not continuously repeating patterns and you leave, leave yourself in a rut in a cycle as if you are now Samson, not knowing your hair has grown back, but you're milling out grain. Exactly. There's a book um, by Cindy Trim that kind of relates that it's called commanding your day. Uh-huh. And it's like how you command your day and set, it sets the tone for how the rest of your day is going to go. Absolutely. And it's so awesome. It's so accurate because if I don't intentionally get up when I say I'm going to get up, have that quiet time, have that devotional time, have that stillness, before the supposed chaos of the day comes, mm-hmm. everything offends me <laughs> because I wasn't intentional in commanding my day. Yeah. Whereas when I do it the right way, which is best for me, mm-hmm. then stuff can happen. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. that's yeah. out of my control. Okay, cool. Okay, Absolutely. I can deal with this. I'll deal with this and let go of the rest. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times too, you just mentioned it, is that a lot of it is generational programming. Because I can remember my mom used to always say, money don't grow on trees. And I'd be like, and so then that's where my money issue came in. Because it's like, well, money doesn't grow on trees, which basically means we're lacking all the time. So I got to work twice as hard to get what little I have. Until I had to be like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. We need money to live. We just have to manage it correctly. Absolutely. So I think a lot of times, too, we don't allow people permission to first of all, recognize the past, but learn Learn from from the past. We use it as like a banner of like, this is just who I am, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, 
No, that's just the compounding of all the labels. I right. like to call the labels people have placed you on you. You, you think you have to live out. What is it that God really wants you to do? There you go. And they yeah. sit there like, wait, what? You want me to actually sit? Like you said, they're uncomfortable with you. They're like, wait, you're asking me a question? Yeah. 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 It's a good yeah. question. It's I think a lot of times too, we want people to tell us what to do. I think that's the other one too. We want to give away unwillingly accountability, but also permission and responsibility to let someone else make our decisions because it's easy. It's easy and easy, easy times make weak men. You can't like, it's it's like one of those concepts that you can't get away from. It's a principle. If it's too easy, for for you to grow then you ha- then if you grow tall in an easy environment your roots are weak and you're easily toppled over when something hard happens that you're easily toppled over there's a poem by uh, uh david uh david malak i believe that's his name a late 1800 1800s uh poet and writer and he talks about how good timbers are grown and men and trees because they're willing to endure the strong storms and the hard times. Those are the things that make good timbers. Those are the things that make, make you a, a, a pillar in your community or in your, in your circle, your sphere of influence. It's you being willing to give yourself permission to, for it to be hard, for it to be uneasy. And that's exactly what you and I are both talking about. The space that's held is for this is the space for expansion and expansion is uncomfortable most people exactly. want to talk about it like it's like you know oh yeah we're going to expand we're going to you know enlarge our territory and all this other stuff I'm like do you do you know what that means because with an enlargement of territory means there's more ground to be tilled there's more ground to need to be worked there's actually more work in expansion than it is in contraction and in, in staying small it can be you, you can you can sit small for a long time and settle into smallness but when you're willing, when you say yes to expansion, now the growing pains happen, right? The bones need to be extended, but they need to be hardened over so they don't get too soft and brittle. The muscle starts to stretch out or whatever, which means you, your contraction rate is going to be longer than it was before. So squatting was easy when you was five because you were closer to the ground. But now that you're six foot three and you're 20 something years old, it's a little bit of a deeper squat. So you, you build bigger legs and bigger muscles because you've had to endure more stress in the movement that that's that's the deal you've got more space to expand and that's where the rub is absolutely because if everything was always easy we wouldn't even appreciate it because it's just handed to us so it's like how are we going to respect it if everything's always handed to us or we feel we're entitled for it to be given nothing is entitled for you (laughs) nothing is given freely Everything takes work. And I think a lot of times, too, some of the disconnect that happens as well as other entrepreneurs give you the perception that it's easy because they're not showing you the behind the scenes it would have took for them for five years before the light up event of how they had the sleepless nights. They had doors slammed in their face. They tried and failed programs and courses, all of these things. They might have tried another whole industry to begin with until they finally hit their sweet spot. But that's the point. They kept trying. We give up so easily. Yep. As soon as someone snatches yep. our blanket, you know, like Linus, like Snoopy would always take Linus' blanket. <laughs> right, right. And then Linus is sitting like, what the what? what? what am I doing smart, my but he wants the blanket back, right? Instead of get a right. new blanket. I like to joke and say, did you ever see that blanket get in the washer? 
as many times as it was in Snoopy's mouth, did you ever see? He always kept back going back to what was comfortable. comfortable. But exactly. what's comfortable keeps us from being who we need to be as God placed us here. Absolutely. We've been because we, here. Yeah. We have to remember we hold an account when we go back to heaven of what we did or didn't do for people. And it all starts with what we did for ourselves. Exactly. It starts with you. Absolutely. It's, um, I was, uh, when I was training in the gym, I had a young, uh, I say young lady, she was 85 years old. She had, um, she had suffered a broken femur. Um, it was a, it was a healing in, injury. She had gone through physical therapy and, and things of that nature, but she came in on a, in a walker. She would come in on her little walker or whatever, and she could scoot around a little bit. And I said, how you doing? Uh, uh, her name was Dolores. Uh, I said, how you doing, Miss Dolores? You doing okay? And uh, she, she come in, she said, Hey, Nathaniel, I'm making it. You know, I said, I'm just happy to be alive, you know, just whatever. And uh, when she came in the first, for her first session, the first thing I did was remove her walker. She didn't know what to do with being out in this environment, you know, potential dangers, right? Because people will cower mm-hmm. at the potential for danger, even if there's no danger there. You know, it's, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. All these things, I might trip up. Like, yeah, yeah, we're walking in the clean space and I got you. And I became a pillar that was there for her to let her know that it's okay to let go of what makes it easy. And when she came into our sessions, I literally would take her, her walker away. Eventually, she stopped coming in with the, with the walker and cane. She would eventually sometimes come in without the cane at all. And it, she started to be more confident in herself. And I got her walking on her, putting more pressure on that formerly injured leg. Her body had, had, had substituted strength to the other side because it was afraid. So fear took over and she was afraid to put pressure on the leg. I got her on the leg press and I started working her legs to be able to push more weight. I said, look, the more we do this, the more resistance you, you experience, the more your body will build up to, to be able to handle this resistance. So we're going to, I'm going to load your legs up a little bit. And by the time I got through her working with her for about a year, she was leg pressing at 85 years old, 225 pounds on a leg press machine. She, she, she barely could get 90 pounds off that off when I, when I started with her, but I taught her how to stretch. So like being able, being willing to be uncomfortable, just for a season let that's where stress gets real good there's a there's in japanese zen archery the idea is that the arrow shoots itself but the arrow holder must endure the stress and the tension of the bow long enough for the arrow to tell you when it's time to release i absolutely love that because he says something very pivotal is that there is different seasons in your life And you have to trust the process in that season. And a lot of times I know for myself, the more pressure I would get was when the season was ending and a new one was about to start. So I kind of like to tell people that enemy is not going to bother you in the season because, you know, you're not doing nothing. You're safe. Once you realize, ooh, next level's coming. Now I'm going to stretch myself. He wakes back up like, oh, no, no, no. You've got to stay safe. That's when all the things seem to be happening because it's like things start happening in threes is what my mommy says. Things happen yeah. in threes. It's Three, like, yeah. like this happens. Now your mama start acting up. Your cousin going to be doing something and you have to take that time again. I like to say is pause, mm-hmm. stop and reflect exactly. and ask yourself a couple questions. Exactly. Am I making this bigger than it needs to be? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10 you are. Yeah. Yeah. Is this even about me? 
nine times out of 10, it's not. It's the circumstance you're in, not you, the person. Right. Next question, what's in my control? Because just like you said, the subconscious is going to focus on what's not in control versus mm-hmm. what's in control. Well, let's focus on what's in control first. Right. Then what can you do with what's in control? Exactly. And then finally, surrender the rest to God. Surrender the rest, surrender the rest let it go. It makes it so much easier because like you said, we're going to go through stress every single day. We're going to have obstacles. We're going to have hindrances. We're going to have setbacks, but Mm -hmm. it's our perspective and how we see ourselves in it, through Mm -hmm. it, and on the other side, that makes so much more the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's your perspective tells the story because you can only tell the story from your perspective. So when someone's asking you any questions, you're going to tell them what you perceived, not necessarily what is actually true. The thing about truth is that there's a there's a, a willingness that you have to show up with in truth. So there's a the master teacher, Yeshua says, you will, it, most people quote it, the truth will set you free. No, 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 no. It says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Now, when you do a proper exegesis on that particular text, and I I read all kinds of stuff, like I'm I'm a universalist when it comes to my mindset on religion and spirituality. So I read everything. It seems like these teachings sort of like come through all generations and all cultures and they land right where they should. And the text is interesting because when you do a word study on the word truth, it's actually an indicative, indicative of you knowing where you're ignorant. So it says, you will know where you're ignorant and from the place of ignorance, you're set free. It's not about knowing stuff. It's about what you're willing to unknow. I don't know. I am ignorant about this. Good, perfect, perfect environment for you to learn something. You can't be set free if you're holding on to all the things that you perceived as knowledge, because that's not knowledge, it's perception. The truth always leaves you stunned. Like I had, when you encounter the truth, the first thing you say is, I had no idea what, duh, because you you thought you knew, no, you just perceived because experience said, well, if this, then that. So you used to superimpose cause and effect thinking that's the way that works. And you never did enough research or you never even, you never revisited that moment again, passing the subconscious programming to say, what if that's not true? What if what I thought was true is just my perception that's keeping me safe? Do I want to be safe or do I want to live free? Which one is That is some good stuff right (laughs) there. Ooh, it's true. Because it's like, it's back to the statement that they say a lot too. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. But when you do know, you do better. A lot of times we know and we try to go backwards. Like, well, I know that, but I'm going to stay back here because I feel it's really good and I'm safe. But now you're accountable to what you do know. Exactly. And now you have to transfer it to the next person to make their journey a little bit more smoother. It's not going to be easier. It's going to be smoother because you are sharing a wealth of information. Right. Right. Tool set, skill set, mindset. You give someone the tool, you teach them how to use it, and then they change their life. That's how it works. So I give them the tool and the tool I give is ignorance. 
I want you to understand that I am coming because I know nothing about you. And because I'm ignorant, I'm totally surrendered to the moment. I'm more free when I'm encountering someone new because I know nothing. And the truth, the ignorance is what makes me show up free, liberated. And I'm inviting people to do the same when they come to me. I, I don't, you don't know anything about me, but I'm just going to show up. And that freedom causes release because there's more to let go of. And your hands are free to grab onto something totally new. I absolutely love that. And I want you to share before we end, because I'm sure our audience is sitting there like, I need to know more. So <laughs> how can they stay connected with you, Nathaniel? Yes. So um, I'm on Instagram. I have a brand new Instagram page. My other one got hacked and compromised. And I was like, I don't feel like going through all the nonsense. I went ahead and created one. It's, called, it's at the real Nathaniel Brown. Uh, it's spelled out just that just that way at the real Nathaniel Brown on, on Instagram. You can find me. I have a picture where I'm sort of like in a poised, like, you know, meditative state looking uh, picture or whatever. But black guy, long dreads, black shirt, you know, type deal. Um, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Um, uh, you can go to LinkedIn slash in slash uh, um, the perspective coach. And uh, I'm there as well. I'm also I have a website, the perspective coach dot U.S., as you notice, there's a theme here. I'm all about perspective and um, you can book any like sessions. You can go to the uh, take action session uh, section there on the page and you can uh, book any ses sessions with me. So I do uh, a one-on-one -on -one consultation, like a discovery call. You can book a discovery call there. It'll link you to my Calendly and then we'll set up a Zoom call there. Just find a free slot, book it. We're good to go. I also do, like I was telling you at the beginning of the call, emotional uh, release techniques, my subconscious release technique that, I've, uh, that I'm a practitioner of. And I do those one session. The first session is free, 30 minutes. Um, it's about a four or $500 value. So I kind of give that away because usually that first initial change, I, I'd rather give you change first before you continue on any type of journey with me. Uh, and then, you know, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well, like probably like yourself as well, where I just kind of help you. I don't tell you what to do. I reveal to you that you already know what to do, but you just need someone to turn the faucet on to get the stuff out the hose. So that's how I deal with that. But that's my main places. My Facebook page, uh, you can just type in Nathaniel J. Brown and something will come up with me. Um, I don't do a lot of work on it. I post a lot of my voiceover work there for my friends and family. So I kind of use that there. Um, I don't do a lot of political, religious stuff or whatever. It's just not my thing. It's not where I go. Um, but when we go into one-on-one, -on -one, we get deep, we go in um, because it's about the transformation. So yeah, those are the best places to connect with me. DM me anytime. I'm always responding back. I respond back within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, so just give me some time to get back to it. And uh, I'll definitely have a response for you. Um, uh, email. Yeah, let's get you an email. You can email me at Coach Nathaniel 2020 coach nathaniel 2020 and at gmail.com so yeah those are the places and i'll have uh the wonderful host she'll have my my one sheet with all of that information on it so she can put that in the show notes and that way you guys will have that information absolutely well before we end what is one lasting thought you would like to leave the audience with today one lasting thought hmm Be careful of comparisons. Comparisons lead to insecurities. And insecurities create toxicity within relationship. 
So be, be, be careful with your comparisons. And there's the little word picture and I'm going to stop talking. You're walking in a mall in a public space and you see someone attractive and you're with your spouse and you saw that the person was attractive and you automatically assumed that they saw the same thing. But the insecurity happened when you compared yourself to what you thought was more beautiful than you. And that's brought toxicity in a peaceful moment. So you can ruin a moment with inappropriate comparisons. So don't compare yourself to anything other than you. That's a strong ending right there. <laughs> I am so full right now that I need to go evaluate my own notes. But guys, this has been a powerful um, guest. Please make sure that you tap into him. He has a wealth of knowledge and information to share with you so that you can truly begin to be on the path of your own freedom so you can go from just surviving to fully thriving in every area of your life. Thank you guys so much for listening in to this week's episode. And I hope you continue to soar and shine in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.